pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Greetings and welcome back to your Kinetic Belief Podcast for manifesting your abundant life. I am so glad to have you back with us today, and I mean that with all sincerity. I'm Stephen Canyon. StephenCanyon.com is the website. Follow us on Instagram at Stephen Canyon. Subscribe to the podcast while you're busy. And also, oh, look at this. We're sold out. Uh, the reception, the June 26th deal in Orlando. No tickets are left for that. And also you can find us on Clubhouse at Stephen Canyon. And, oh, we want you to be on the Kinetic Belief podcast show. Call the yes. number 720-626-8649 with your comments and questions. Anything you can think of just to say howdy. And that's really a selfish request, right? Like, I just like to hear their sweet voices. Yes. Don't, <laughs> I love it. Don't be shy. 720-626-8649. Yeah. Hello, Miss Maggie. Hello, Stephen. I love your style. Well, thank you, sir. I like the way you're dressing. <laughs> thank you. I'm a little more gypsy every day, I think. And I just no, keep don't, leaning. don't put loops in the skirt for a leather belt. Well, oh, Unless it could you be want a, to. You know what? I would only do what? that if I was going for the more like Southwest sort of look with the turquoise and mm. you know it's a little different than I love the gypsy the gypsy the gypsy thing works <laughs> anywhere in the world that is true that nomadic travel yeah, <laughs> right that's, you know, that is the nature pack up the wagon of, get of the, the fiddle <laughs> and away we go can we please that's yes. actually our life you just described our life kind of is well, you're <laughs> the dressing, wagon and the fiddle for it so cute thanks Steve. really oh, it nice. worked it worked at uh, Disney Springs last night well you know it, it is very comfortable way and i find that if you have the right skirt it can actually be a little more free freeing to to run around in mm. and do errands and you know it's got to be the right style though it's you universal. can't be adjusting it all the time it you looked know? so cool in croatia looked great in costa rica <laughs> it looks good in the <laughs> south true it works just about everywhere and the t-shirt are you kidding me i know the gypsy skirt with the KB Formula T-shirt, the no, Tree that really of Life cool. T-shirt looks really, very cool. Really right? does look good. I cannot wait to share that with everyone. I love your style. Are Did you put don't... something on Instagram? No, not yet. We just haven't released those photos yet, but it's coming. Mm. It is coming. The apparel, the kinetic belief apparel, supernatural. Oh man, it's just going to be huge, right? I mean, yes. this is the kind of thing that I mean. I can never wait. You know, it's, it's not that I can't keep a secret. I just have trouble waiting and being patient when something is, you know, in the works. In it the is, works. It I is just, that. No, you can't keep a secret. Don't, <laughs> I just want to show even, everyone don't everything. Don't even try. Don't, don't I'm even like, try. I'm like, can we send an email out even though the t-shirts aren't ready yet? You can't keep a secret. <laughs> Can. You can trust me, Steve. Well, you know, you might you might not say anything, but you're dancing and Snoopy dancing all over the place. <laughs> I'm I the know, cat with I the canary, even though I keep my mouth shut. <laughs> if you could have any kind of pet, yes. what would it be? Now, you mentioned something oh, the other man. day, and it completely caught me by surprise. What was a bearded something? A bearded dragon. A bearded dragon. Yes, they're supposed to actually be quite affectionate. What is a bearded dragon? It's a lizard. Well, it's a lizard, and they can puff their necks out, but uh, but they're very they're supposed to be like very very docile and friendly, and and they love to sort of ride and and stay on your shoulder throughout. Is it the like day. one of those Jurassic Park looking things? No, that, it's not an iguana. Yeah. So it's it's not even close to the size of an iguana. They're like maybe six inches long. But what we travel? What are you gonna? How well, are you? Couldn't I just have like a little carrier, like a little that, and then. I can As like, a carry on, you, you know they only <laughs> let you take on like two two things now. Well, I, I, I I'm going to get one of those little, you know, maybe it could be my my companion animal or something. So, but if you could have <laughs> <laughs> for for comfort, is that what it is? My comfort animal. <laughs> but if you could have any kind of pet, what would it be? Would it be the bearded dragon? Is you know, out of everything, instead of an elephant, well, instead of a, a cat. Well, I was actually thinking of the. <laughs> The bearded dragon, because I di- I was thinking that it could be portable, because we do travel so much. Because obviously I would get a horse if I could get anything, but but I 
you know, you can't travel. I don't know, but now in a conversation we were having, I guess it was yesterday, talking about okay, when we if we do this thing uh, somewhere and we've got the 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 lodge thing going or uh, whatever a yeah. place a place we have a we have a homestead. The first thing you said you wanted to have inside was a cow. Now that's not a bearded dragon. You said a cow, and it's not a horse. I didn't say inside. Oh well, I, I imagined. It, well, you said to 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 hug and to love. Well, of course, yeah. I want a cow to cuddle. But you, sh- but you showed me. I think it was was it a video? But somebody <laughs> had their cow in the kitchen with them. It was a calf. It was so. It was a very. It was a baby calf. And of course, when my when my cuddling cow has babies, it, they would be in the house. Yes. <laughs> You're 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 so you're so complicated, aren't you? But you're acting like you're not Doctor Doolittle, Steve. I mean, don't even pretend. I don't know what you're doing right now. Well, can a plant? <laughs> well, could a plant be a pet? Uh, no, sure. I think it's that, got life. You can talk to sure. it. It can flourish. Well, and there you go. Absolutely. Travel travel with that. Take your little palm tree on on the next flight. <laughs> palm tree. I think a lot of animals are misunderstood. Actually, just oh, like I the, agree. the alligators out back. Yes. They, I mean, you've even named a couple of them. They seem so sweet. Yeah, Lucy. Lucy. Hmm. Dogs are now being born, understanding uh, how to talk with people. They're showing that little puppies will follow you a point if you point your finger over to another part of the room or whatever. They they understand that. Yeah. That's, isn't that amazing? Yeah. They're, they're 10 minutes old and they're they're saying, (laughs) point at something for me. They'll even follow your eyesight. You can look at something and they'll turn to see That's amazing. what you're looking at. What a blessing, right? Just any any sort of little living creature that, that can be a companion is, is amazing. It's the coolest thing, you know? Sure. You know, yeah. and um, I have to say, I really am excited about these calls that, I, that have been coming in. Mm. and But we're still getting emails as well. Not, some people, I think, are too shy to... <laughs> To do the call-in, so and that's we have, okay. And but that's we okay. we will champion you, and you don't have it to be nervous about anything. <laughs> exactly. No. But we do have a wonderful email here from Latina, and she wrote in this morning saying, "I have a question about developing your beliefs. Does that come from repeating the positive affirmations? Will continually repeating the affirmations, regardless of how a person feels, lead to a feeling of belief?" We feelings lead to a feeling of belief. I think I got that, got that right. No, will a person's say the last part of that again? So the last part said, "Will continually repeating the affirmations, mm-hmm. regardless of how a person feels, lead to a feeling of beliefs?" And and mm-hmm. I think she's really focusing on connecting. You know, when when you just don't feel like even what you're believing in is is true belief. Can can affirmations ignite that mm, within you? And it I'm is. Sorry, and the name is Latina. Latina. Does, yeah. does it say where she's It does not. writing from Latina. Great yeah. question. Feelings of belief come from taking authority of uh, conflicting negative thinking which comes from reasoning mm. with uh, Debating uh, reasonings with the ego, with the thinking, either either with your own, yourself or somebody else's. Reasoning creates doubts. Reasoning creates worry and fear. Fear that what you're hoping to manifest, what you would rather believe, is not going to come to pass for you. And so as such, what happens is, Latina, double-mindedness of your Internalized conversations creates all kinds of feelings of doubt, feelings of worry, anxiety, feelings of fear, a feeling of apprehension that, you know what, it, it's just, you, you're not going to overcome any of that through just repeating positive affirmations. Mm. It, what happens is those negative feelings are dissolved by working on the details of your imagination for the belief that you've chosen for yourself. As you visualize yourself with what you believe, for example, the desire of wishful thinking transcends to become a desire of gratitude. Wishful thinking is just hopeful. Well, I, I hope it happens or I wish I would win the lottery. I wish my life were different. I wish I wouldn't. That's, that's not a productive uh, belief. That's wishful thinking. But then what happens is as you visualize yourself with the thing that you believe, the desire transcends from wishful thinking to a desire of gratitude because the subjective reality 
of what you're believing for, it's developing. It's maturing. It's metastasizing. It's becoming real to you. It's developing in the kinetic energetics of belief. And you're starting, it gets to the place, Latina, where you can smell it. You can taste it. You can feel it. It's becoming real to you. And so now those affirmations that you're talking about, those, those are, it's not wishful speaking, but the affirmations are affirming. You are learning the language of the thing you're believing for, and you're beginning to talk like you believe it, and you're acting like you believe it, and people notice that you've changed, you're changing, you're acting different, you're talking different, you're, you're speaking differently. And so the substance at this point begins moving toward you, and these serendipitous things are beginning to happen in your life. You're meeting people that are, are exactly who you're supposed to be meeting, they're being attracted to the energetics of that belief, the kinetic belief. The universe is aligning with your, your belief with one um, uh, uh, singularity being attracted to another. And so, and here you are, Latina, you've arrived at the center of the universe's awareness of itself. And you, you are beginning to change as you've cast down Im negative imaginations, those doubts and, and the, the possibilities of this thing not being real to you because you've replaced the lack with the fullness of the belief. Wow. The dissection of this question is fascinating because it is, it is really interesting to, to dive into the place, the placement of affirmations and really what those are doing. And, and I like how... You know, you're telling us that the, it's the details, you said the details of imagination. We're changing the details of our imagination. And then affirmations are there to, to support the work that we've already done. Affirmations are there to support the change in the imagination. That's really, that's really fascinating, isn't it? Well, it is fascinating. And things are dynamically changing around you all the time to increase you or to decrease you based on the authenticity of your beliefs. Is your belief aligned with the uh, wishful thinking, which is an egoist way of formulating thinking mm. that uh, wants to see something happen because of a need that needs to be uh, uh, met? Um, the, the positivity, however, from the substance of our original being is the thing that then attracts uh, life to expand and become more. Mm. Look, we're living at a time when quantum theorists are so excited, and they, they can't tell you why, but they, they just they know that they know that they know that we're now coming face-to-face -face with the answer to the question, is the universe trying to tell me something? Mm. Is, there, is there a reality that exists around me that I can actually attach a belief to and know without any doubt that it exists and not have to be led by negative emotions or feelings that perhaps a better life, a better situation is just out of reach for myself. In other words, how is it that we can know if there is a, a message in some kind of an encounter that mm. is just for you? How do I know? How do I know if that person that I just met is someone that I'm supposed to meet. How can I know if the job that I, that's been offered to me, if it's really for me, if it's something that I should feel good about, if it's something that I should be believing for, how can you know when the universe is sending you a signal, a message that is something that is just for you? You know, most people misunderstand things like serendipity and... Meg, they will explain the, those, those great things that are happening to them that made them happy, for example, that those, well, that was just meant to be for me. And while that is true, the person, the person who goes through life connecting the dots of good things that are happening with each other is just really a person that's living a life still by chance. They're looking at those few good things that have happened, well, that was random. It had to be the universe doing something good for me. Mm -hmm. Well, what about all the bad things? Or what about all the things that you've missed? Is that the universe doing something bad for you? Is that the universe hiding something from you? Ah, great question, isn't it? Yeah, wow. Look, there is a signal from out of the mindset of the universe that is constructed into everything, built into all things. 
and it is there, it's planted there for the one who's looking for it. But you've got to be a searcher first in order to be able to recognize those signals. Mm. How do we know when the universe has a signal for us? How can we know this? In other words, how do we know to turn left instead of right? How do we know to stand still and, and just wait? Now move forward. Three steps, not two. Those, those kind of things. How can we know this? Those are what I call directional life cues. Directional life cues are unctions of the spirit. In other words, they come from within and they're designed to lead you toward your innermost desires, to lead you toward the genius of purpose that already exists within. In this life, while experiencing your, your uh, cognitive self, your egoist self, the reasoning self, the, the lesser self, the one that's identifying with reasonings, and, and most people don't know what, even know what their genius of purpose is. Actually, the Bible calls the genius of purpose the heart's desire. And it, it says that it is God who will lead a person to their heart's desire. Isn't that interesting? God yes. that will lead you to your genius of purpose. Wow. The universe that will lead you to your genius of purpose. Wisdom will counsel you to get you to the point of destination. Genius of purpose. Purpose for being here, which really is just delighting in your sense of intelligence, of awareness, of ability to look around and observe. I'm excited about this topic, too, because you mentioned the, the life cues. And I have to say that the hardest part about that for me is always trusting my my ability to intuitively understand things as they're coming in because of course you know you you think it's a signal and then the the immediate thought that follows is you know is that is that the universe or is that lunch just digesting you know like what could it be both (laughs) right (laughs) or could it be both so I think this is a, a huge topic and it's it's incredibly important to understand it because it's an interesting marrying of 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 these two components the universe sending the signal and then our ability to decipher it and not just decipher it but trust ourselves enough to to know that we're deciphering something correctly and accurately that's a great point you know in trusting yourself to know trusting yourself what are we saying when we want to trust ourselves to know we want to we want to know who we are mm-hmm. so that we can believe what we see do I want to align with this thing that my ego is telling me that it is? Or do I want to adopt this as a way of my life because it is in alignment with my sense of being, my purpose, my genius of purpose that's outside of the, the, the constructs of judgments and things that I've been told that I am or that I am not. Mm-hmm. Now, unctions or directions that come from within, those are the cues for showing up. Those are, the, those are the, the signals that say, make the call, make the phone call. The, the cues that tell us when it's beneficial to make the call or send the email or wait, don't push send. Don't send that email. That's why, you know, go ahead and, and wipe the sweat from your brow. You were correct. You shouldn't have sent it. You, you should not send it. And you, you know better. It sure felt good to write it, but I'm not going to send it. I had a... Uh, piano technician come in and work on my piano a number of years ago and he convinced me that they needed to take out the action of the piano mm-hmm. from the soundboard oh my gosh i just wanted the piano tuned but he said no we need to take the action out of your piano and i need to take it with me to my studio oh. which is you know however far away it is and i will rebuild the action and bring it back and put it in your grand piano oh my goodness well mm. about a month later this guy shows I, I agreed. And he shows back up to my home, puts the, the action back into the piano. And Meg, it was horrible. Mm. It was just terrible. Nothing was, I mean, it was oh, the, the sweetness of the instrument had just was gone. Wow. And the, the, uh, the, the mallets weren't connecting. They, were, they, they weren't hitting the sweet spot on the strings, if that makes any sense. It does, yeah. So... And, you know, he's long gone. I wasn't there. He came in and did the work, and he was gone. And so I came home after I'd been out doing a, a session and 
tried the piano and found this out. So I tried to call him, no answer. Next day, called again, no answer. He's not returning my calls. Very expensive thing to have done to, to the instrument. Right, yeah. <laughs> so I decided to, to type up an email, and I would just email the guy. And so I f- put this email together. And, and I have to say there was a little bit of em- more emotion in the email than should have been. <laughs> okay. And said some things that I th- thought might light a... F- this, was, this was before I knew better, okay? Okay, okay. Let me just say that. <laughs> So I, I put this email together and I send it to a, a business associate with the same first name. Oh my gosh. It had nothing to do with him. It <laughs> basically said, fix my piano or else. <laughs> and I was in the middle at the time of, of doing some, some, pretty, <laughs> some, some business with this guy. But anyway, I was nervous about sending the email and I didn't know why. But there was an intuition, there was this serendipitous (laughs) moment of hit the brakes, but no, I'm too emotional. You see, I'm upset about this thing, and I don't care. I'm a little bit reckless, just enough, in fact, to get myself into trouble. Mm. What a word, too. What a word to use for these situations, reckless. Because if you really think about what we're doing as kinetic believers, we're being almost surgically accurate with our thoughts and with our words with our relationships, with every, you know, we're going through our life with a fine tooth comb, just, you know, pulling out anything that, that could hinder us. And the ego and those emotions can cause us to be reckless and undo so much in, in one singular moment. I mean, that's just the perfect story. It's the perfect analogy. Being surgically accurate with our expectations aligns us to be able to receive with clarity those unctions that are coming from within. Mm-hmm. It aligns us to be able to receive direction, signals from the universe that are leading us to our best life rather than another train wreck. Mm-hmm. And so now all of a sudden, you, you, when the question shows up, for example, should I should I send, tell this person that I love them or tell them that I don't, uh, don't love them? Or don't, should I say nothing at all? All of these are choices. All of these are coming from signals from the universe. But look, not all signals are in alignment with the unctions that are from within. Wow. It's vital to experiencing the best version of yourself that you learn who you really are so that you'll recognize signals that are aligning with unctions from within because quantum theory is the basis of modern physics. And it's quantum theory that's explaining the nature. And it explains the behavior of matter and energy on, on the atomic and, and the subatomic level. But this is where we now have understanding as to why some people are advancing at this really far more successful rate than other people. There's more velocity to their manifestations. Mm. In the realm of quantum mechanics, thought, what we think about, what I think about you, what you think about me, life, work, whatever, thought has a very real quantifiable, measurable substance. It can be measured now. Desire the same way. It has measurable substance. Isn't that amazing? This is not some whimsical (laughs) thing. Your desire has weight. It's measurable. Thinking has a weight to it. It's tangible. And actually, they've, they've been able to measure the effect that observation has on an observed object. When you observe something, it has a weight to it. We're swimming in this in this fluidity of, of tangible substance that includes our thinking, it includes desire, it includes observation. Mm. And so now they've measured the effect that belief, which has substance, the effect that belief has on what is being observed. In other words, the bias, your, your expectation for a thing. Belief has substance, Mm. desire has substance, thought has substance, imagination has substance. And a type of substance is attracted to the same type. Good to good, Mm -hmm. bad to bad, smelly to smelly, whatever it is. There's an attraction there. If it's a a negative thought, it attracts. It attracts the thing that is believed to be negative. So are you telling us that the frequency of the signal that the universe is trying to send you in a positive way is going to reach you because your frequency is, is matching it? Sort of. That's, okay. that's Yes. 
it's it's going to it's going to reach you it'll it'll mm-hmm. reach you dependent upon the intensity or how how uh, how long or how much you hold that thought form yeah. you hold it into a, a place of expectation yeah. and in your you are increasing the velocity of the attraction of the same substance to increase your territory, to increase the abundance of, to increase the amount of money, to increase the amount of love, to increase your health, Mm. to increase the velocity of the healing in your body through the intensity of the kinetic energy of your belief. Wow. If it's a positive thought, it attracts the thing that is believed to be positive. Either way, a thought held in the substance of belief attracts, attracts more of that substance. So when we observe the nature and, and the behavior of matter, for example, and the behavior of energy, we can actually see the force that the substance of desire has on the universe. Mm. It can be seen now. To help visualize this, I, the, the theoretical formula for kinetic belief, if we had, if we had the ability to turn these cameras on, Yes. I could show everybody. I could just hold up a pad here. <laughs> Live stream is coming soon. Let's put the the is this is it on the website? We should put the formula it on is, the website. But we'll make sure. Yeah. Okay. If it's not, we'll put it there. If it is, go look at it. The formula for kinetic belief is KB equal one half M V square. KB, I'm writing it down. KB equal one half M V square, where M is mass and V is velocity. The KB's kinetic belief. So belief that is not sustained, like we're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's, eh, I kind of believe it. Well, I don't feel like I do, so maybe I don't, yeah. like Latina's talking about. That's just potential belief. It's like snow up on a, on a uh, side of a mountain. Before it's an avalanche, it has potential energy in Stor- this, in stored this, in there. It's stored in there. Yeah. Once it breaks free and it starts coming down the mountain and picking up, increasing in velocity, it has now kinetic potential. It's kinetic energy. The same is true with belief. It becomes kinetic when it goes into motion. When does it go into motion? It's in motion when it's held in that thought form with gratitude and expectation and desire and action and in words, you're increasing the intensity and the intensity of the expectation of that belief, which has nothing to do with feeling, but then feelings fall in line with that. We begin producing the, the, the excited feelings that, you know, it's just like taking a kid to the amusement park. They're jumping up and down as they're going through the gate. It's the expectation. Now, if, if, if a kid can do that, and just imagine the gate, imagine the amusement park. The same, as it, it, the same, exact, same, same thing is true for adults, yeah. for the grown-ups. If you can imagine the wealth and the abundance as though you're going through the gate Mm -hmm. and you see it happening. Well, the feelings then become supercharged with an anticipation of the manifestation of that thing that you hope for. And this, I think this also helps us develop that holistic vision for what we even are pursuing, what we are believing for. And, and, and that's going to correlate directly with the signals that you're telling us about today. Because I have found that, for example, when I go to purposefully get extremely excited and expectant and generate this excitement about a vision, about something, a desire that I want, I find that when I do that, all of a sudden it reveals that some pieces of my vision are missing. I need, I, it makes me realize that my imagination of that thing was not full, was not complete, and I still have work to do. Like you began by saying, you know, working on the details of the imagination is the beginning of this. Yeah, you're still reasoning with it. There's still some mis- some missing information with yeah. the the validity of your belief, and so that missing part of the information now lends itself to, hey, come on in here. Let's still talk about this. Maybe I can talk you out of it. Yeah. Maybe I can use some of your experiential knowledge and remind you of the time that you failed before. Mm-hmm. I can remind you of the failed marriage. 
Wow. When you start wondering if this marriage is going to be successful or not. And if that doesn't work, I can remind you the failed marriage before that one. And if that doesn't work, we'll go back to the one right before that one. And I'm going to convince you before the sun goes down that the marriage that you're in today is not going to work for you. You're reasoning with the doubts because mm. there's still some missing information. There's a missing modality in the formula of your kinetic belief. That's so cool how that is pointing directly to the, just the sheer power of having a full spectrum, a completed vision of what you are determining and believing for. And I think that just points right back to the journal because for me, that's where I'm always working these things out. You know, I'm, I'm growing that vision. If they're, oh, I have some holes in my vision. I need to fill those in. I need to fill in those, those pieces of that imaginative process. And you can know that there's still some holes in your vision if you, like Latina says, I don't really feel like I believe it yet. What she's saying is, I feel like there, I mean, there's still some holes in my belief because I don't feel like I believe it. Belief that is held as a belief develops an energetic inertia to the bias or to the observation. And it's this inertia that creates the kinetic force to what is believed. Belief that is energized by the motion of gratitude becomes kinetic energy in the quantum universe. And it, it's this kinetic energy that's sourced from the substance of belief that created this universe and all that's contained within this universe, including each one of us. Mm. According to the theory of kinetic belief, every single one of us are only responsible for half of our manifestations. Yeah. Let me try to clarify that. Not just half <laughs> of the manifestations, but half of each manifestation. The process. That's probably a yeah. better way of saying it. The universe is responsible for the other half. It's a 50-50 deal here. Which, can I just say, is great news. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? I mean, if you if you woke up feeling like, oh, it's all on me. I have to do this. It's 100%. Like, how off the hook is that? That's amazing. Can I not just do all the work for once, please? Well, guess what? No, 50%. I love it. So that, yeah, how, how quickly you will see what you are attracting to manifest show up is going to totally depend upon the intensity of your kinetic belief. Mm. How intense is it? Right. How, how well are you working on the five modalities of it? Are you, like you're saying, visiting your, your manifesting journal every day to make sure all of your components are in place, that you're working on your gratitude and your desire, mm. and you're doing your affirmations, and you're meditating to see it and to believe it and taste it and smell it. This is you. I don't care if you can't see it. I do, <laughs> and that's all that matters. And I think we all know what that feels like. We all know what it feels like to reach down and to to find the focus factor within us when it comes to a thing, whether it's, you know, I think we've all been reading a good book and then you get distracted and somehow you've read an entire page without reading it, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> and we know what that feels like, but then you sort of reignite the focus and you reignite the, the, the hot spotlight of, of understanding and pursuit. And that's, that's another thing. That's what this is. Everything we're talking about. It's a pursuit. It's a day in day out highly aggressive, highly fun, lighthearted, but aggressive pursuit. And what do you do with anything that you're pursuing? You pay attention to it. Yeah. You're yeah. paying attention to what you're reading. You're thinking about it. You're meditating on what you're reading, mm. paying attention to it. And then you're grateful for what you're receiving and the information that's being communicated, grateful for what you're desiring. And you talk about it and you act with the desire in your mind. Mm. What are you doing? You're increasing the velocity of the mass of that attraction. This is how somebody with the same amount of life expectancy can go on to, to build buildings and buildings and buildings and buildings and rockets and, and businesses and, and be worth a, a $100 billion hmm. when somebody else can't even you know, paint the hallway in their house they're renting. Right. It's the velocity. It's the intensity of paying attention that increases the velocity of the mass of the attraction. Circumstances change quicker for this person that's working on the modalities of their kinetic belief. And this isn't something new. This is just putting a lens, an intense lens on how faith works, how the masters have done what they've done. This is the secret being revealed behind the law of attraction. And since we're talking about the law of attraction... 
and some of the, the, the inner workings. We're going deep today, aren't we? We are. I'm, like I'm it. feeling it. <laughs> I, well, I find this fascinating, and I think our KBs will too. The conundrum in quantum theory is that physicists have not been able to measure the so-called sleight of hand or the moment that a measurement is made. Measurement's just another word for observation, or measurement in quantum theory is belief. Right. Okay. What you believe is a measurement. Okay. okay. The, the challenge that quantum observation presents for three-dimensional observers attempting to use four-dimensional mathematics is that almost all discoveries require the imagination. Hmm. Einstein had to first imagine the theory of relativity before he developed the theory. Wow. So now think about it. Imagination's required for discovery. Projecting imaginings into a fifth dimension reality has revealed an even bigger problem. And so physicists are attempting to observe the effect of bias with bias. In other words, belief with belief. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> okay. to show you something about belief by using what I believe. Well, Which I believe because I I'm showing you something about belief. Belief. And it's <laughs> Isn't that interesting, though? It's round because, and round. Because the very nature of observation, what it does is it employs the same standard for observation, right. for measurement. Right. It's kind of like trying to look out of a window by looking into a mirror. Mm. Mm. And it's from that vantage point that you're, you're constructing your hypothesis from the viewpoint of you know, the reflection or from your ego. Right. You're developing <laughs> what you think about... What's beyond the ego by using the ego? Wow. Using, I'm using reasonings to tell you what yeah. has nothing to do with reasonings. Like, let me answer your question with the question, but I need the answer, but I need the question. I'm going to be illogical <laughs> with logic. It's, so it's a reflection of your bias, of your opinion, wow. of your wow. belief, rather than from an unpersuaded observation. Yeah. Wow. So here we are looking out of a window. And you know that it's out there because mathematics has done some interesting things here. So I know it's out there looking out the window, but it just can't be true. <laughs> because phys physicists have they get these mathematical, uh, mathematically observed. There's this multiverse now that the physicists are, are wrestling with, which is just an infinite realm of being. Okay, multiverse. But since a bias is still required for the function of the equation to be able to work, you still have, because that's where you started from, you still have to have a belief as part of the equation for it to even work. Most physicists, they just simply omit that the universe is continually dividing into these parallel worlds because it just doesn't. <laughs> it, it, I assume it's there, but let's just, let's just stay here with what I believe. I wonder if they literally sit there saying, I'm not going to worry about that. <laughs> well, either that or I don't quit. Wor don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm out of here. No. <laughs> because this is, but this is a crossroad where science wow. meets the, the Petri dish of philosophy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this, because right. both, both of which are ultimately going to be required mm. to agree on the limitless possibilities within this multiverse. You... All of us, we are a self-aware resident of the cosmos with this functioning ability to imagine with bias and attract an outcome that we are kinetically believing to see. Mm -hmm. Kinetically believing to see, Latrina. And it, what is reality? Is it what you are surrounded by? Is it what you can touch, taste, feel, and hear? Is that reality? While there are a few scientists that will continue to plot along in their research with all of the unspoken understanding that, that they will uh, not worry about the big questions like you're saying, Meg, they just kind of, well, let's, this is where I sort of opt out. <laughs> oh, look, it's time for lunch. Right. <laughs> yes, conveniently, <laughs> what, what, when the multiverse shows up, <laughs> it's time for lunch. What I can tell you is this, that we are all made up of the same quantum substance, the same creative force that existed before uh, expansion or before the Big Bang. We have the ability through our kinetic belief to create our reality by what we believe. We have the power of quantum observation, and it's called imagination. It's called desire. It's called belief. Religions call it faith. Science calls it observation. 
whatever you call it, it's the same thing. In other words, the things that you think about absolutely construct your destiny. Mm -hmm. And you have a purpose in life, and it is unique to how you were created. You have gifts according to your purpose. For advancing yourself to perfected completion, you are unlike anybody else in this world. And this is what every successful person understands. This is where this really begins to get exciting. Because we have this habitual ability of imagination that was formed by negative influencers. All of this stuff that from the original positive source energy that was diverted into this twisted entanglement of other possibilities, mm-hmm. working in our thinking, working in the cognitive constructs of mental egoist uh, imaginings and thought forms. In other words, the bias, the belief of what you've established through observation has, has created the life that you're now living. Even though we live in a multi-dimensional universe, which we do, the properties of physics have given us two ways that we can now control our own destinies. And, and those, well, let me say that in a different way. It hasn't given it to us. It's just revealed it to us. And, and those two choices are always going to be based upon you choosing to hold in a thought form your highest expectation or your highest viewpoint for your original source, your ego, your your um, genius of purpose, positive purpose in this life, and the energy of which leads to advancing your mind, body, and soul toward what you're attracting for your mind, body, and soul coming to completion. This is where we expand, and this is the this is the pathway to an abundant life. I have to say this uh, really a dissertation that you're giving us on on the nature of belief and how it connects to the inner workings of, of, of this expanding universe and innocence in our expanding selves. It's giving me such a strong sense of what belief really is and the, and the things that it's really tethered to. And it sort of hit me that, you know, we talk about not living by our senses all the time and having this heightened understanding of, of what belief really is it's revealing that we have been abusing and misusing the senses in such a huge way. You know, these, these senses that were really just given to us to keep us from killing ourselves, you know, falling off cliffs and, you know, touching hot stoves and just really basic survival. Um, we've abused them and we've, and we've attached them to our belief and they were never meant to even meet. And I love this, this picture that you're painting and it's taking our belief, it's taking our imagination and it's putting this, putting it in a proper arena, an arena that that's large enough to hold it. That's large enough to, to house our visions and our dreams and our futures and, and a multiverse of, of possibility. It's like a cat with whiskers and it's seeing if it can fit its head through a hole or not. <laughs> yes. if the, or if it can get its entire body through there and using those senses to say, well, should I go on around the fence or not? Well, I don't know. I just know I shouldn't go through this hole or right. I should go through but, the hole. And, but that's all those whiskers were for. It wasn't meant to define <laughs> the cat's eternal existence as its being, you know, but we've taken those things and and absolutely polluted them and attached them to to these you know, ethereal, otherworldly components. We're making all of our decisions based off our whiskers. <laughs> Whisker decisions. <laughs> God. Oh, no. Now, I have to say, if you can boil down multiverse KB formulas into a whisker analogy, <laughs> that's pretty good, Steve. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> no. but, but here's the deal, because you know, that's all the, the positive stuff that we're talking about and, yes. and, and, and the abundance of expanding yeah. our territory. The other choice, and there's only two, the other choice is always, always going to be based in fear. The right. whiskers. Am right. I, will I make it through the hole or not? Hesitation, yeah. And it's this, this negative, then this negative energy that we are emitting, putting out, that leads to attracting decay. It attracts more sickness to, to sickness, disease, poverty, lack, fear, torment, all those things. Habitual negative influences, and it can be from habitually watching the news, the stories of terror and fearful things, habitual negative influences that you believe either through uh, just the meditation on it, you're watching it all day, all the time. You're reading about it all the time. You're on the phone having these conversations. All this condemnation, all these suggestions of fearful things cre- create and by attracting circumstances, changing your circumstances in your life that you may 
desperately want to change for the better. But you are not going to be able to combat all of that uh, velocity of the meditative uh, focus and attention that you're putting on the negative thing. You cannot overcome that, the velocity of the attraction of that, with just some win, uh, wishful thinking or an occasional, well, I'll just write down a good thing here and overdo uh, and overcome all this negative stuff in my life. The original purpose for all of us, the advancing purpose for all of us in this world is the most dominant force of our nature, which is a wonderful thing because we, again, we are only responsible for showing up, just doing the half of it. And the universe is <laughs> yeah. there to support us. The universe is there to work on our behalf, to do the hard, to do the super part of this. Ours is the natural part. And so the KB functioning in all five modalities is a supernatural creative creator. I like how you called it the dominant part because that's also extremely hopeful isn't it this idea that we can develop this dominant part of ourselves that that goes around you know you know sort of just kicking butt in in the most positive way making sure that that the negativity the negative the negative energy is not going to well overtake it dominant oneness with creator oneness Mm. with the universe one oneness with all oneness with love happiness and joy prosperity Mm. and abundance all of this means that you know what you've probably known for years probably for a a number of years maybe maybe what some call the age of accountability the age of 12 when you you just knew that your life is not perfectly representing any longer who you just knew that you were when you were five (laughs) i don't know something happens in there though where you start believing the negative input the negative source energetics and listen if if there is anything in your life that you want to change you can observe to see it changed You can believe to see it changed. Anything that you can attract simply means that you are able to be mindful for that bias, for that intention, for that expectation. Become mindful. Start putting a pencil to it and push out the negative thoughts and replace them with the positive. No amount of condemnation or judgment, fear, ridicule, any of those things can erase the the quantum substance of our dominant original purpose. Mm. It's still there. And the best part is you don't have to become something that you are not. In quantum mechanics, by way of belief, observation, we unbecome the things that uh, you are appearing to be to other people that know you now. You ruin your reputation, get, kick it to the curb to uh, <laughs> reveal your original self. The moment that we create the highest vantage point, viewpoint for a thought form, that's our physical mechanism for measurement. We are employing this quantum sort of sleight of hand, and it's the crucial moment for rearranging our lives. So when we're talking about recognizing these signals from the universe, it, it seems like it's coming back to us. The, the, that the universe is always sending out the positive, correct signal to guide us and to show us the next steps and to show us even even what our 50% is supposed to be. And am I understanding correctly that it, pursuing the bias, pursuing the correct belief and the kinetic belief way of life is going to, to determine that the signals we're picking up on are accurate because we can trust them. We can trust what the work that we've been doing. We can trust the the, fo- the hot focus of of positive energetics that we've been living accordingly if we had a a manifesting detector that we could sweep along through the corridors of life Mm. like a metal detector but this is detecting the good things versus the bad we would we would tune it in to be able to sense those positive energetics and when you sweep across those things it give you a beep and say yes right here dig here go here act here speak here follow through here well, how do we get? How do we pick those up? It's it's the expectation mm. that's going to sit to to light those up, and they're all around us, and it only comes to the searchers. Mm. Those are the ones that find. Look, there have been debates over the nature of reality, over what is actually real in in life. We had the pleasure of uh, having dinner last night with a particle physicist, former employee of NASA. And we discussed, you know, subjective reality versus objective reality. 
moment of inflation, bias before that, all these wonderful things that we were able to I wondered to, what to, you guys were talking about, me and his wife were having a completely different conversation. Wonderful. <laughs> so, and, and his, his specialty is in, in um, light and, mm-hmm. and uh, um, uh, movement and particle, particle fluctuations and these things. But we were going back to the realization in the early days of quantum theory that particles and waves are really two sides of the same coin. But this is where quantum science is trying to predict what the universe would be absent the intention of any choice. Imagine the, this universe if we weren't in it. Hmm. There, were, there were no wow. bias. There was no uh, insertion of bias in the universe. The life that we're now living has been constructed. The one that you're experiencing, Miss Maggie, is a life that was constructed by your beliefs of choice. Yes. Good, bad, indifferent, whatever you think it is to be. And the circumstances of your life will begin to change the very moment that you enforce a new bias for your life, the very moment that you become a KB. Say, no, I'm taking charge of this belief thing. I'm not going to be a victim of randomness anymore. Right. For example, in quantum physics, we have a classic example, which is the double slit experiment in there were individual electrons fired at this barrier. It had a couple of openings in it. And the electrons seemed to pass through both slits in that uh, barrier exactly the same way that a light wave does. And what happens is it creates what's called a banded interference pattern on the other side of the barrier. Well, every choice that you make in life creates a banded interference pattern. Every single decision, every choice, good, bad, whatever, creates a banded interference pattern that you're sending out into the universe. Both outcomes exist. You become a billionaire with one idea. You become an impoverished, um, broke person in the other. Both outcomes exist the moment you, you, you make that choice. But the choice that you make is the one that you get to observe. They both exist in this universe. So the signals are there already. There's a signal for the good and a signal for the bad. The choice is ours. Both outcomes exist. In 1926, there was an Austrian physicist that invented the wave function to describe the uh, duplication of of electrons like we're talking about. So he devised this equation that allowed physicists to calculate the behavior of two parallels in any given situation. And even though he was successful, no one could say anything about (laughs) the wave function's nature. Uh, Probably sounded like a class where most people ended up asleep. He was successful, but they didn't really have a takeaway. Not very glamorous. (laughs) Not very glamorous. But scientists haven't been able to uncover the nature of the wave function, Mm. the mysterious entity that somehow lies at the heart of quantum reality. The wave function simply allows physicists to calculate the probability of observing an electron at any particular location or the chances that its spin is oriented up or down. And I just... this. This gets really, really deep, and I don't want to. I don't want to take everybody's tire day, but I do. Actually, I do want to, <laughs> but I won't. So, what I will say is this: is that mathematics have not been able to shed any more light on what a wave function really is. So, up until now, physicists are just they're continuing to use wave function as a calculating tool for handling their lack of faith regarding what makes your choices real in this universe. So it's just as real as you choosing to have a cup of coffee in the morning and enjoying the effect of the caffeine. Those, that's how real your choice is. Yeah. You will, you will, you will uh, um, there's a consequence to your choice, and you are going to, you will feel it. You're going to experience it. The emotions and the feelings are going to follow. It's sort of funny to think about how these physicists, they cannot remove themselves from an experiment because they wouldn't be able to do the experiment, but they need to remove themselves for it to be a true experiment outside of their bias. Yeah, how would you like to um, apply for that job? <laughs> part-time. <laughs> now hiring. Part, part-time <laughs> right. gig. What, what you believe produces yeah. what you will experience wow. every single time. Every, every time, time, without fail, and that you can trust in and, and, and that you can absolutely count on. Isn't it so cool to see... 
physics, science, the, just these observations, these, these experiments that you're talking about, it's so cool to see it sort of catching up with what kinetic believers have known for literally centuries. I think so. I, I absolutely just love the topic, and I'm so excited because we're living at a time where faith of the world's religions, belief, philosophy, science, all these roads are intersecting to, to lend itself to the proof of the power and the authority and the dominion that we as human beings have in what we mm. believe, what yeah. we choose to believe. I, I, I want to close just by pointing out, talking about being excited by science. The Hadron Collider is the largest machine ever built, mm-hmm. ever known to man. Wow. And scientists have used it to uncover all kinds of secrets about the universe. But for all the time and all the energy that physicists have put into the collider, most of the galactic secrets, they're still eluding us. Mm-hmm which I love. How sad would it be to get up in the morning to know just, everything. and to know it all? <laughs> well, I don't ever want to be a know-it-all. <laughs> For example, why do things appear the way they appear? Mm. One way to one person and another to another. Yes. That's a big question. It's a big enough question, one that begs to be answered in a way that CERN, the organization that runs the collider, is planning to build a new particle accelerator that's even bigger. Wow. I mean, it's already been given the name uh, Future Circular Collider. And if it, I'll tell you, if it ever gets built, it will dwarf the one that's already gigantic. Mm. I mean, just to give you an idea, that the Hadron Collider has a circumference of about 16 miles. <laughs> a 16-mile round circular collider. The new collider is going to be more than 60 miles in circumference. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Which, uh, now, that's, a, that's quite a racetrack. <laughs> well, and it makes you think, too, that the discoveries will be just as exponentially larger and, and more mind-blowing as well. They were nervous about colliding particles in, in this one. Right. Can you imagine the next one? When it gets built, it's going to be able to produce collisions that are 10 times more powerful mm-hmm. than in the HC. And, and if the first one revealed the God particle, just think. Just, just imagine mm-hmm. what's coming. And just imagine. Do you want to go? Maybe yes. we can go whenever they crank that thing up. <laughs> yes. Why don't we try to be there for that? Oh, that'd be amazing, right? Signals from the cosmos, they are everywhere at all times, Latina. And we simply need to ask the right questions and then look closely enough to see the results. Mm. Louis Pasteur, the French chemist who became a founder of microbiology, he created all kinds of vaccines for diphtheria, uh, yellow fever, plague, rabies, all of those things. He said in a writing, he said that in the field of observation, chance favors only the prepared mind. Mm. The searcher searcher. always finds. There is a way to know when the universe is sending you a signal, one that you should align yourself with. And the way to enlightenment is going to be always through preparing your expectations. Let's work on some affirmations. Wow. Yes. Just say this out loud. Say, I know I'm beautifully made. I know I'm beautifully made. And I have great health. I have great health. Great wealth. Great wealth. Wisdom. Wisdom. And it already belongs to me. And it already belongs to me. I'm flowing in the direction of well-being. I am flowing in the direction of well-being. I am optimistically happy. I'm optimistically happy. Because love dwells with me. Mm, Because love dwells with me. I am in love with myself. I'm in love with myself. I unconditionally love all others. I unconditionally love all others. I am mastering my universe. I am mastering my universe. All things around me. All things around me. And what I believe. And what I believe. Establish perfected order in my life. It establishes perfected order in my life. I am attracting fulfillment. I'm attracting fulfillment. For my mind, body, and soul. For my mind, body, and soul. I am believing to devote myself to my Mm. legacy life goals. I am believing to devote myself to my legacy life goals. I choose my purpose. I choose my purpose. Over all other purposes. Over all other purposes. So all obstacles. So all obstacles. Are removed from my path. They are removed from my path. I have no fear in my life. I have no fear in my life. Where there is unconditional love. Where there is unconditional love. There can be no fear. There can be no fear. 
I have fun when I'm around others. I have fun when I'm around others. <laughs> I am a light for those that know me. I'm a light to those that know me. And for those that meet me. And for those that meet me. And for those that, well, they'll never see me again. And for those that will never see me again. Yes, yes, yes. How to receive a signal from the universe. How to recognize it. How to trust ourselves enough to even know it's correct. <laughs> what a great podcast today. This has been Steve. And just have a great time while doing it all. Yes, yes. Sending out so much love and so much light to all you can. KB Creatives all around the world. Thanks as usual, Stephen, for, especially today, all the wisdom. Bye.